Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. The Screen the Screener College Basketball Team Preview Series rolls on today where we take a close look in the Big East at the Seton Hall Pirates. Seton Hall coming off back-to-back NCAA tournament trips, back-to-back 21 seasons, a 2016 Big East Tournament Championship, a great win over Villanova. Last year, ended up making the tournament, went 21-12, and went 10-8 and in conference, but this year they want a little bit more. Head coach Kevin Willard has righted the ship and gotten Seton Hall back on the path where this year they are not only a strong contender for the Big East Championship, but also a dark horse contender to make the Final Four. Today we are fortunate to have Jeremy Schneider. Jeremy writes for New Jersey Advanced Media on the program. He's going to talk about Seton Hall. He's going to talk about their core four, their three fantastic seniors, Angel Delgado, Kadeem Carrington, and Desi Rodriguez, as well as sophomore Miles Powell, who had a tremendous freshman season. He'll talk about his expectations, why he thinks Seton Hall can give Villanova a legitimate run for their money, talk about their early season schedule, and how this year could very well be the year that Seton Hall not only makes the tournament, but wins a few games and even beyond. We're so appreciative to have Jeremy Schneider on. You can follow him on Twitter, at J underscore Schneider, and read his coverage of Seton Hall on the New Jersey Star-Ledger or NJ.com. So let's get into it and preview the Seton Hall Pirates basketball team for the 2017-2018 college basketball season. The Screen the Screener podcast is pleased to welcome in Jeremy Schneider. Jeremy is a sports reporter for New Jersey Advanced Media. He provides content for the Star Ledger and NJ.com. He covers Seton Hall basketball and is kind enough to give us a few minutes to preview the Seton Hall Pirates upcoming basketball season. You can follow Jeremy on Twitter at J underscore Schneider. Jeremy, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Very good. And, and we're real excited to talk. We're based out of New Jersey here, of course, so we're real thrilled to talk about Seton Hall basketball. Last year was a, a real solid season in East Orange for the Pirates. They were 21-12. and 12. They were third in the Big East, and they made the NCAA tournament. And, of course, that followed their 25-9 and nine season and the, big, and the Big East tournament championship from 2016 as well. So I guess first question is, what are the expectations heading into this season? I mean, I certainly think not only an NCAA qualifier, but also looking to stay a while, right? I think the the hopes for Seton Hall this season are as high as they've been in a very, very long time. Seton Hall brings back just about every single important piece from last year, mainly the core, mainly Angel Delgado, uh, the big man who might be the best big man in the country. And at this point, Seton Hall was picked second in the Big East in the coaches' poll. I think I agree with that, but I could see them winning it. And I think a a Big East tournament run is certainly – a possibility and the biggest thing though they need to win the game in in march because that's the the one thing they haven't done the past two years and i think they can make a run i think a second weekend run is definitely in a potential thing for them i totally agree and and let's talk about the man who runs it all head coach kevin willard this is his eighth season at seton hall uh there were rumblings a few years ago he came over from iona maybe struggled a little bit you know about his job security but now things are really headed in the right direction and going very strong. So just take a minute, talk about Coach Willard, how he was able to, to get Seton Hall back on track and to the upper echelon, and not only the Big East, but also on the national map. It's such an interesting situation with Willard because he, was, he wasn't just on the hot seat. He, he told us at, me, at Big East Media Day, yeah, I knew I was getting fired if we, if we didn't turn things around. And he really has. This, this core, this recruiting class of Delgado, 
and Whitehead, who was here, and, and Desi Rodriguez and Kadeen Carrington, that, it really was, I mean, he staked his, his job to that class. That was the make-or-break class, and he's, having had success with them, he, he's such a different coach. He's, he's so much more relaxed. He was so tense a couple of years ago because he knew how precarious his situation was. And, you know, it's, it's fun to see him, you know, enjoying the job and, and, you know, doing a very good job. He's really, he's really kind of resuscitated this program and, and, and his coaching career, I think. You know, and now let's turn our attention to the players. Like you said, there's that strong foundational class of, of seniors, and, and you mentioned it. It's really one of the most talented teams that Seton Hall's had in quite some time. And, and you mentioned Angel Delgado. I mean, I, I even think, Jeremy, nationally, he was underrated because of everything that Caleb Swanigan did. You know, in terms of double-doubles, he had 27 double-doubles last year, and he was the first player ever in Big East history with back-to-back 20-rebound games. So it really was a breakout season for Delgado. He's a Big East Player of the Year candidate, 6'10", 240, huge player. And he returned. He was considering the draft, right? But he returned to, quote, finish what he started. Was that return a surprise to Seton Hall fans? Certainly a pleasant surprise. And just how important was was his return to Seton Hall season this year? Well, let me start off by saying him returning changes everything. It it, it goes it takes Seton Hall from they'd be really happy just to make the tournament to okay let's make a tournament run because he is just that important to what they do and and frankly as far as depth at the at the forward position he is the guy. But as far as him coming back, it's a surprise in that there were tons of reports that he was gone. I think we were surprised at, at those reports, and I, I had sources telling me that. No decision had been made yet. He was still weighing his options. And frankly, at this point, he is an amazing college player with pro potential. He isn't one, you know, you see some players that, you know, are good in college or maybe not even good in college, but you know they're going to be a good pro. His game is perfect for college and can be good at the pro level. He has some things to work on. But him coming back was huge. It changed everything. And I, I, like, it seems to me like he made the right decision because I don't know if he was getting drafted. And, you know, coming back, he has a chance to be a, a Seton Hall legend. If, if they do something, I mean, no matter what happens this year, unless, unless they bomb, I think he goes down as a Seton Hall great. He was the big man at the center of, uh, you know, a resurgence in the program. And he is, you know, a, a fan favorite. He's gregarious. He's fun. He loves, I mean, he just, he's fun to watch. And he, he, he could really do something special because he's back. Yeah, and his fellow uh, seniors on the Seton-laden team were talking about top returning scorer, senior guard Kadeen Carrington. He was 17.1 points per game, 3.1 rebounds, 2.9 assists. He was second-team All-Big East, and he had that huge outburst against Creighton, 41 points last season. And then fellow senior forward Desi Rodriguez. Desi was 15.7 points, 5 rebounds, and he was on fire down the stretch as the Pirates made that, that big NCA push. This trio of players is as strong as any, I think, Jeremy, in the not only the Big East but the country, right? They're certainly up there, and they're, it's a very interesting trio. You know, you talk about Kadeen, he's very consistent, he's calm, he's collected. You know, you know what you're going to get from him every single game. Desi's a little bit more, more mercurial. You know, he, he, he can disappear from games, or he can completely take over games. He's kind of the X factor. See, Hall doesn't lose many games when he's playing well. Harrington has even more responsibility this year. He's going to be shifting into point, uh, taking over as point guard. And point guard's been kind of the, the one real weakness for this team. Uh, well, since Whitehead left last year, it was an issue. And Carrington says he's ready for it. And, you know, they've run the offense through him before. So I don't think it's that much of a, a change, but it will be something to watch to see how 
how well he does handling the ball, initiating the offense. And as far as Desi goes, you know, he can, he's a ferocious dunker. He's an explosive scorer. And they get, if they get him going and, and if he's in the right headspace, he makes seeing all that much more dangerous. Those three guys, Jeremy, are so athletic and so strong. That's why Seton Hall is very dangerous, I think. They've matched up with Villanova. They've gone toe-to-toe with them. You know, there's this mystique because Villanova's won the Big East every year since they've come in. But this team, you have athletes, you have scorers, you're big inside. That That's really what they represent, I think, right? They, they can match up with anyone in the country. I absolutely think so. I don't think there are many big men uh, in the country that can go toe-to-toe with Angel Delgado. And that's that give, they're going to have the advantage inside almost every single game. And, you know, as far as the athleticism, that's huge. But just the senior leadership. I mean, these guys have been here before. You know, in this era of college basketball, there's so much turnover. There's so many one-and-done players. or players just leaving early. Seno has so many seniors on this team. They're no longer young. They're no longer, you know, wide-eyed and, you know, scared. They've, they've been here before. They, they know what they're doing. This, and now I think they, there's a real sense of, like, okay, we got the band back together for one last run. Angel's back. Let's do this thing. You know, the fourth returning horseman, if, if you will, is 6'2 sophomore <laughs> guard Miles Powell. He's a Trenton product. He was fifth among all conference freshmen with 10.7 points per game. I was a little surprised he didn't even make the Big East, all Big, you know, Big East freshman team last year because he had a real strong season. What's his role on the team this year, and how does he fit in with that senior trio? He's very important, and, and they really, really like him. I mean, he's best well with the team. They like his attitude. He, he came in as a freshman and, and made an impact right away. The biggest thing for him is shooting because he's seen all shooting is not one of their strengths. And, you know, you talk about the, the core seniors, not, none of them are excellent shooters. They can be, but they're not, you know, knockdown shooters. Uh, Miles has that potential. I, I, I covered him all the way back in high school. And ever since then, he's been known for, for his three ball. And if he's shooting his shooting the three pointer, well, it opens up the entire offense. Also, he's a very good defender, and he got in good shape as a freshman. He's in even better shape now. I, I've been you know, following his progress all offseason. He posts on Instagram and stuff, him in the gym, him in the weight room. And he, he looks – I mean, his nickname was, was Cheese in high school because he was, you know, a big dude. He's skinny now. Like he's – it's, it's kind of remarkable. I think that will only add to his ability as far as durability and, and uh, stamina. You know, he really is a bellwether, this team. Last year, he had 26, and he was 5 of 7 from three-point range. They beat Iowa. Then he had 26. He was 6 of 12 from three-point range and a two-point loss at Xavier. And then he had 17 points and was 3 of 6 from three-point range and a big win over Marquette. So definitely, I think you're right. As he goes, he can really be a, you know, a difference maker here for Seton Hall. I completely agree. He's really, really, um, really important. And he doesn't seem scared of the moment. You know, he, as a freshman, you know, they're playing big games. He wasn't, he wasn't backing down. He's a, he's a very, very important part of this team. And, you know, when you think about, obviously we're talking about this year, but you think about next year, this, this could be his team. You know, he's going to be, a lot of players are going to be graduating. He's going to be the, the big guy, you know, the, the, maybe the future player. And, and it's, so I wonder if he'll start to think that way this year, as you know, what, you know, taking even more cues from the seniors, kind of learning, all right, how do I take over this program when it, when a, when they hand me the keys next year. Let's talk a little bit about the other players. There's certainly incoming freshman Miles Kale. He's a four-star shooting guard from St. Patrick's, which is right down the road. You know, the word is that depth may be a little bit of an issue, but talk about some of those, you know, bench guys and, and is Kale a guy who you think can, can contribute similar to Powell did last year? I, I uh, heard really good things about Kale. Everyone's raving about him and how he's looked in the preseason. 
Uh, Jordan Walker, the another freshman guard who I th- I've covered him in high school at Patrick School for a few years. Incredibly athletic point guard. I think he'll be more of a a work in progress just because he is more raw. But as far as uh, players, I think we haven't talked about yet. Ismail Sonogo, one of the seniors. I think he is incredibly important. He'll be starting. He doesn't. The numbers aren't great. He doesn't have great highlight plays or anything like that. But his defense is not only is he as good a defender as there is in the country. But it's infectious. Everyone, everyone feeds off of him. Everyone sees what he does and wants to match his intensity. And he is the ultimate glue guy. I think that he, he is, in my opinion, maybe the most underrated player in college basketball. Oh, definitely. Yes, yeah. Sonogo is going to play a, a big part in that team. 6'8", 215, another big guy that, that I think can do a lot of things for them as well. Let's take a look at the schedule. Uh, non-conference schedule, Jeremy, is really strong. Uh, probably one of the best since PJ Car- Carlissima was back there. And I remember that game, Ramil Robinson. I won't bring that up, but I remember that whole, that whole team. And, and since he was back there, uh, and he loved it 1994, but that was, that was a great Seton Hall team. One of my favorite teams to watch. They're they're looking to to really advance a little further, and they have a real strong non-conference schedule coming up. Talk a little bit about that. Talk about some of the teams. I know that they have FDU, Monmouth, Rhode Island, and then, of course, they're going to go down to play Louisville, which, of course, with everything going on, could be an interesting game as well. So talk a little bit about the schedule and how you see it shaping up for the Pirates. The Louisville game, you said that. That, that, that for me, is, you know— a, a real a test for, for Seton Hall. Not only is there, you know, it's a national story because everything that's happening at Louisville, but Rick Petito, uh, Kevin, Kevin Lord mentor, and he actually said to me at media day, he defended him vehemently. And it was, it was one of the few times I've seen Willard get really emotional. I mean, he, he was just like, you know, clearly a connection there. And just, not only that, this is a test for Seton Hall. The, the first really, I mean, the first ranked team on their schedule, at least as of right now. And it's, it's going to be on ESPN two. It's a, a chance for people to kind of see Seton Hall on on a national stage. I think that's really important. Also, just I mean, Rhode Island's very good. Uh, Indiana, no, obviously a bit of a transition, but they can be very good. This, this, this on the whole, having a schedule like this, you know, playing these tough games even before conference play starts, it just you know, not only does it provide a test, provide a you know a litmus like a litmus as to how good the Seton Hall team is. It also shows the confidence they have. Like, hey, we got this squad. We're ready to ready to go with the big dogs even before the season starts. It'll prepare them for the Big East tournament and also I mean, Big East season. And also, just as far I've always been uh, a proponent of just a tough scheduling. I think it can't hurt you. It can only help you. And I mean, you, you learn who you are. You learn tough competition, and it just you know makes you better on the whole. Totally agree. And the Big East, of course, is is one of the strongest conferences in the country. Just looking at their end-of-season schedule, you go around mid-February, Valentine's Day, they go to Xavier. Then they have to go to Providence a, a week later. Then they host Villanova and host Butler back-to-back to end the season. So this is a challenging schedule. It's a very strong conference. But I think this is what makes Seton Hall very dangerous this year. They, they're going to play a very strong conference. They're going to play some tough teams. And they're going to be battle-tested heading into that NCAA tournament. I completely agree, and I think the Big East has been slept on in recent years. People don't realize just how good it is. I'm glad to see it getting some national recognition in the in the polls. You know, Villanova being high in the poll, no surprise there. Xavier being ranked, Dean Hall being ranked 23. This is, you know, this is a gauntlet. They're going to be tested every single week before the, I mean, before Big East play, during Big East play, and you know, they they they're not scared of anybody. They've they've beaten. You know, Villanova in big games. They've beaten Xavier in big games. There's, you know, there's a 
uh, surplus of confidence with this squad and, you know, them playing these games, you know, they'll, they'll take their lumps. And something that I've, I've noticed with Seton Hall in recent years, they will, they're, you know, they're good for one really bad stretch every year where you might think, all right, this is it. Like the season's gone off the rails, but every time it seems like Seton Hall is about to, you know, kind of eliminate themselves from postseason play, they make a run and win a game you didn't expect them to win. And the thing is here, as I look on, on, this schedule, I, I there's I think they could fully expect to win just about every single game at home and most of the games on the road. So, you know, this schedule is exciting. It's a lot of fun. Big East ball is great, and especially at the top, and, and Teen Hall is right up there. I agree. And, you know, two years ago they had that great Big East tournament run. They won those four games to Paul Creighton, Xavier Villanova on their way to the title. And then they had, you know, Gonzaga obviously was on a, on a run there in the, in the first round of the tournament. But I guess now the only question we got left, and then we'll get you out of here, Jeremy, is, is you know the Seton Hall Pirates better than anyone inside and out. So I'm going to put you here on the stand. Prediction time. Where do you think they end up in the Big East? And then do you think they get a winner even more in the NCAA tournament? I, I think Seton Hall finishes second in the Big East behind Villanova. I think they'll at least make it to the Big East semifinals. Like, I don't know how, what happens after that. Anything could happen around then. But as far as the tournament goes, I could see the, the, the big dance. I could see them being as high as a, a five or a four seed. And, you know, I, I expect, you know, two, two wins. That, that, I think that's the, the benchmark for, like, okay, we had a good season. The potential – I don't see why they can't make a run to the final four. I know that sounds crazy. Might be outlandish, but you bring back this much, have this much continuity, this much talent, and a big man like Angel Delgado, there's no reason they can't make a run to the final four. Will they? I'm not ready to say that, but I definitely see them making at least to the Sweet 16. Not crazy at all. When you have talent and talent that's experienced seniors, I think you can go a long, long way. Uh, folks, we want to thank Jeremy Schneider from New Jersey Advanced Media, who writes for The Ledger and NJ.com. Thank him so much for coming in here, giving us a few minutes here on Seton Hall. Make sure to follow him. Great follow at J underscore Schneider on Twitter. Jeremy, thanks so much, and, and we'll love to catch up with you later this year on the on the Screen the Screener podcast. Anytime, man. Thanks so much. I'm to the appetite.